Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. This is a journey into sound. A journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new values, and a new experience. Welcome to this week's episode of You Haven't Heard This Music Podcast, The B-Side, episode 16, Side B. And tonight we have another full-packed show full of new music by new artists. Some of them them might be old artists, I don't know, you (laughs) you don't know. But uh, anyway, yes, as always with me in the studio, to my left, writing shit down in his book, uh, we have Wayne. Hello everybody. Hi, Wayne. You all right? I'm good. Are you good? I'm good, yeah. Have you had a good week? It's been all right. I feel like I should be at a festival. You know, it's been, it's been like that you just lately. said that last time as well. Yeah, I just feel like I should be. We should maybe start going to a few more gigs. Yes, I think so, yeah. Um, we've got to that, we've got the, uh, is it Too Many Teas? Too Many no. Teas coming up. Is it Too Many Teas? Yeah, they're playing in October or November, Castle and Falcon. Okay. Birmingham. Ralph Pellimantas playing. Ralph Pellimantas, or we could go and see him. And also, from across the ocean, or the pond, we have Ema, our friend Ema. Say hello, Ema. Hi, everyone. Again. <laughs> Back again. 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 Yes, you're, uh, you're a regular now. You're part of the Ooh, team. Pretty I'm much. Regular. You have to start paying her and stuff. I feel like you need a Blue Peter badge now, because, you know, it's like. This is what happens when you come on the show five times. We have to send you a badge or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah new pass. <laughs> You've got to be our most regular guest now. On the floor, the most appeared definitely. Yeah, yeah. can't get rid of me. It's, no, it's you no, and, we wouldn't want to. It's you and Gozer, uh, uh. I think it is. Gozer's a close second. Mm. Yeah, but Three you're more times. reliable than Gozer because Gozer just turns up as and when he feels. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, because he doesn't listen, so that's what we like about him. <laughs> yeah, he only wants to come on the podcast to do his stuff, and then he never listens to us, so yeah. except what I want about him, the prick. So. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, right, okay, so we have three artists, we have, um, who do we have? We have Adi, Adi, that's her name, she's from Sweden, if I remember right. Oh, right, okay. I think Sweden. But she's got a French name. That was in the interview. I remember that bit. Don't know why. Then we also have J.P. Reynolds. We have J.P. Reynolds. Uh, he's bringing some of his hibbity-hoppity music. And 
Chris Linton again. He yeah, the second time in a row. I was say he's getting as bloody regular as. Uh, I like Mac. his music though. It's it, I guess I do. And after after we had him on the main show, I thought I need to speak with him. Not not just because he's got nearly a million monthly listens. Trying to step it's got up nothing the, to do yeah, with that. Standing on the shoulder of giants like it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, okay, so we have those things. We also have we have our wild card. <laughs> oh, and he rejoined in and everything. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> very exciting. Um yeah, we don't know who that is or what what, what they're bringing. Mm. But so far, it's it's all been good. Oh yeah. So far, been waiting for that one piece of dog shit, it aren't was, we? It was disappointing. Was it Juncture last week we had J N C T R E or something like that? Yeah, we we uh, we found out the day after that I'd got them, I'd got them saved in a folder, ready to bring them as a head to head. So they they came on the uh, the show as the the wild card for the B side, but I'd got that song. In my little head-to-head folder. Ready like, to bring to the show, anyway. Like about eight down there were, yeah. I've got them all saved, people. When I listen and find something, I'll put them in my little folder. Yeah. It's all back from March. <laughs> <laughs> my email's backing up again. I need to start sending <clears> stuff <throat> over. Anyway, right, so we're going to go to our first artist. Our first artist is going to be J.P. Reynolds. So this is J.P. Reynolds, the conversation I had with him, and his music. Welcome to the show, J.P. Reynolds, for what is essentially our second take. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> so, for the second time, because the first time I wasn't recording, <laughs> tell everybody about yourself, what you're all about, and what, what your story is. Yeah, uh, my name is J.P. Reynolds from Mount Vernon, New York. I live in Harlem, USA, currently New York all day. I'm a hip-hop artist. I blend a lot of sounds together. You know, I'm, I perform with a live band. I love music for real i was i've been trained in 20th century african-american poets some sometimes folks say that uh my vibe is like if you were to imagine that Jimi hendrix and lauren hill had a baby and whatever came out would be me uh so <laughs> that's what we that's what we rock like with that. yeah i was saying earlier your sound i like your sound we get a lot most in fact probably most of the submissions we get off hip hop artists or in quotations hip hop artists because it all sounds the same it's difficult to find someone who stands out and that's why I like your work because it does stand out and yeah. it's like you, you're not scared to think outside the box if you like where most people will just have a beat and not even a melody sometimes just a bit of bass and it just sounds generic whereas you've managed to think outside the box and stick some funk riffs in there and some jazz riffs yeah it, it, it's, it's refreshing but at the same time you're still keeping it quite old school going back to when hip-hop used to be good you know when it was <laughs> uh when it was interesting and enjoyable to listen to so who do you who do you take your influences and inspirations from for that yeah i mean i, I think hip-hop is, is still really good i think that we're over inundated with you know folks who are able to create and who have access to create, and I think a lot of folks are doing some a lot of some, a lot of interesting things that may be different for me. You know, I think what I what I do right now is just try to find my own voice and I remain organic to to who I am. You know, I was raised on soul artists from the '60s and '70s. I was raised on gospel and funk and you know jazz and and you know R and B. All you know the the whole kind of gamut of what is you know African American music 
art making. And that's what influenced me. That's what inspires me. That's what I, you know, I, I try to pay homage to the folks who have, who kind of laid the ground for what I do. And it kind of, and it comes out, you know, and it's good to hear that it, that it actually translates in that, in that fashion. I didn't say this earlier, but you know, I, I actually was, was trained to play the saxophone when I, when I was younger, I was in a jazz band in middle school. I was like all County in elementary school. Uh, I grew up in like church choirs. So, you know, these things, even though, you know, I'm, I'm a poet and I'm a songwriter and I'm a, I'm a lyricist and I'm a rapper. There's a lot of melody that I've been exposed to and that I have an appreciation for. And just like, you know, the general overarching musical um, enterprise of, of putting things together and, you know, getting the sounds to, to kind of fit like gumbo. I think that's maybe why you stand out amongst the rest and because you're a musician first. And then you became the artist you are. A lot of people that, from what I mean, I, I shouldn't judge, but from what I can tell from some of the submissions we get, there's mm-hmm. a lot of people out there that aren't musicians and they're just, they're getting Cubase or, or whatever they're using and they're just sticking on a beat, putting in a simple melody and then sticking their voice over the top. And it, it sounds, that's exactly how it sounds, whereas yours doesn't. It's, there's, there's music in there, there's heart in there, there's yeah. soul. Yeah, yeah, definitely a lot of heart and soul, man. You know, I, I started performing with a live band uh, in 2016, and that has really opened up my voice. It's opened up the heart and the soul, right? Like, there's, you know, my bread and butter is a live performance, and I've I've been able to, I've been blessed to, to you know, perform with some really, really dope musicians. Uh, the Peace and Power Band is the name of my, my band, my backing band, um, and they bring an amazing synergy to the table when it comes to the live execution of, of the sound. Um, and my music director often says that, uh, you know, the way he, the way he thinks about our live show is, is, you know, imagining that the, that the recorded music is the, is the book. And then the, uh, the live show is the movie. So there's a, you know, somewhat of a translation, but it's, it's musical, right? And my ear is musical. So even though I'm not necessarily technically the person playing keys or technically the person playing drums, you know, my ear is attuned to the musical storytelling and what's happening with the different elements, right? So how is the the horn, how are the horns in conversation with the the strings and how are the guitars in conversation with the drums and how is my voice in conversation with all of that? And then what story am I telling? What am I actually saying? What am I saying to folks, right? Like if I have a voice, if I have a story to tell, I'm a person who believes that, you know, life and death is in the tongue um, and I want to be speaking life and I want to be expressing and paying attention to what's inside of me and, you know, kind of letting it happen and, uh, as, it, as it comes out quite deep <laughs> <laughs> the, the way that you talk about music yeah you, you obviously come from a, an obvious musical background and the fact that you use a live band as well I mean, predominantly hip-hop has been one mc and one dj and yeah that's how it, it is but the fact that you've got a band it... we, the, the wild the thing that the wild part about that you know one is that we're, we're, we're trying to actually add a dj to our band because that's that's hip-hop that's mad hip-hop right um and just out of respect you know hip-hop started with the, the dj was the main element you know um djs were the ones who kind of invented hip-hop whether it's core hurt africa bombada you know th- those are the ones who who invented this thing and a grandmaster flash too i don't want to forget you know the, the the kind of original trio of of um architects um, but the thing that they, the thing that's interesting is that what they will be doing is they will be sampling records of live music, right? So they will yeah. be sampling disco records, sampling reggae records, um, and what I'm doing is kind of inverting that by like bringing back the live sound that was originally sampled within hip hop. So I'm trying to fuse all of that together. And one of the things that's actually pretty interesting too for me is that you know there's a lot of artists now, especially big artists, who use live bands, and I've been thinking about this a lot recently because just because of the way the world is moving. But, you know, a lot of big artists have live bands and they'll use live sound in their in their sets. Um, but they don't necessarily have identities, right? Like the band doesn't have an identity. 
But when you go into other genres, you know, you have a, a solo artist who has a backing band, but we know who the backing band is, right? Whether it's Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. Like, he's not showing up without the E Street Band. Or Bob Marley and the Whalers, Prince and Revolution. Like, you have these things. Um, and in hip-hop, we haven't had that yet. At least not to my knowledge, right? Like, there's been people who've used bands, but it hasn't been like they show up and the band has an identity and people are... Uh, you know, know who the band is. So these are things I'm trying to I'm trying to bring to the table. It's an evolution of uh, the. It's not like you're trying to make it better. You're evolving the genre, if you like, taking it to the next level. We had a group on a couple of weeks ago called Harvest Black and Co, mm-hmm. and they're doing a similar thing. But they are hip hop, jazz, funk. Uh, it's like it's full on jazz funk. Yeah, and I've I've ne- you you you'd love it. It's, it's I've never heard anything like it before, huh. but you're you're very similar in in that sense as well. And I think that's why I like it because you're not just being generic. Yeah, man. You know, I, I, we have we have a responsibility as artists to tell our own stories and tell our own truths. And there's a lot of folks who are doing that. You know, there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of folks within my genre, within hip hop, within the urban music space who are doing that. So I'm going to give honor to those folks, especially because a lot of times. We don't get seen because because the industry and what what the, the the kind of listening and consumer base wants is what's generic. Um, but we're here, right? There's a lot of folks who are doing it. Just and that's I mean, I, you know, I salute your podcast for kind of pointing that that type of thing out. You know, folks are here and folks are doing it and folks are being original. Folks are being organic. May not always have the spotlight or the platform, but we're here. And that's what we're looking for, you know. And that, that, that's the problem with the industry at the moment. I think they they're scared of that. That's different, and so that's. Everything seems the same and everything seems processed at the moment in the mainstream. But there's so much good music out there, so much good music that people will never get to hear because of the industry and they decide what you get to listen to and they decide the, who's going to be famous. And I don't think that's fair, to be honest. I think I think people like yourself need need to be heard. You've got a voice, you've got fantastic music. And Thank you. Yeah, I think you should definitely have a platform. You know, one is coming, and you know, it's the it's the gift and the curse of the current landscape, right? Because on one hand, we can create our own platforms. Um, you know, that's what that's what I've been doing for for a while, and it's going to take a longer time for for more folks to hear me. But you know, there's a different access point that I have now that may not have existed 20 years ago. But even while we can create our own platforms, there's so many people who are doing it that the field is like oversaturated, right? So there's so many there's so many people and so many artists and so much music. I saw something the other day like. 40,000 songs get released a day or something like that compared to like a, a much smaller number 25 years ago. So, you know, there's gifts and challenges to the, to the, to the whole game. I'm just looking to remain consistent and trying to be as organic as possible and just kind of expressing as, as authentically as I can. That's another thing as well. I, I can tell from listening to you as well that obviously it's nice to make money, but that's not why you did this in the first place. I don't think, I think you did this in the, in the beginning for the love of the music where there's a lot of people out there who are only doing it for the money and that's why you're getting this like uh, factory processed stuff that's just coming up, coming off as fast as it can as fast as it can there's no thought there's no heart there's no soul in it whereas your yeah. music if money comes fantastic but that's not why you got into it I don't think yeah I do I, you know I happen to believe at some point you know there'll be a return on my investment of time and energy and, and heart but I think you're right you know I think uh, it's unfortunate 
Actually, you know what? I don't want to call it unfortunate that people do it for, for money. And because, you know, folks are coming from different areas, different backgrounds, different experiences. And, you know, again, I'm a, I'm a black American. I'm from the United States. And we don't have generational wealth in my community, right? So folks are largely driving the culture of music and of, of pop culture. And, you know, they should be compensated for it, especially when uh, we're the ones who, who have the voice and who have the creation to um, put these things in motion. Um, so I don't I don't disparage anybody who's doing things for the for the for the compensation. But there's a lot of folks who aren't necessarily doing that and who are authentic to to the craft. And again and again, there's there's some overlap here, right? There's plenty of folks who are doing it for the money, but who are remaining authentic to the craft. And you know, I, I'm probably in the in the in the side of the spectrum that's doing it, you know, for the craft. And I, I believe that it will make money, but I'm stubborn about maintaining fidelity for the for the craft and for the for the art. Yeah, and re- remaining an individual and not following everyone else. Yeah, man, you know, and it's funny because, like, the, the double-edged sword of that is that that's usually what, what ends up making more money anyway, right? Like, yeah. the yeah. folks who are more individual, uh, you know, for on the in the long term, um, last longer and um, make more of an impact. Like, you know, I don't, I don't know if you've seen, there were the, 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 the VMAs last night and Missy Elliott and Icon um, performed, and there's nobody like Missy Elliott. Like, there's no there's nobody like her. Nobody is nobody can even come close to what she's doing because she's just doing her own thing. She's she looks different, she sounds different, she dances different, she moves different, she wears different clothes. Like it's it's completely her own thing, and she's like an icon. And, and uh, you know that's the I, I think about this all the time. Like you know, folks are not necessarily looking for icons in this generation. Uh, one of the things I often think about is like who in the hip hop community over the last ten years you know is an icon. Like post the post streaming era, like who's an icon, like an actual icon, somebody that you know. Like when we think of Michael Jackson, we think of the white glove. We think of Prince, we think of purple. We think of James Brown, we think of the perm. We think of the slide, right? Like who who's an icon? We think of George Clinton, we think of the the rainbow locks, you know. We think of uh, we think of Jay Z, we think of the the diamond sign, and I'm just like who who we got now? We, we haven't we haven't had the opportunity to. To dig that deep in, in this particular genre, this particular subgenre. That sixty nine fella. What's that? That sixty nine fella with all the tattoos and the funny hair. Oh, uh, you talking about Takashi six nine? <laughs> yeah, 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 no, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll leave that there then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll leave that there. Right. So, what would you say your plan is for the next, I don't know, three to five years? Where Where would you think you'd like to see yourself? Where do you see yourself going? Um, I see. So, you know, right now I've, I've opened up a merchandise store online and I'm in the pursuit of like just pushing that so that I can have another stream of income to support like a music video that I'm looking to create for a song from the, from the project. Um, I'm looking to just tour. I'm looking to get in the, on the touring circuit. I'm actually looking for like booking agents right now in the Northeast to figure out some, some ways to just kind of get out of New York city, uh, and get on the road a little bit more. And touring is like the main thing, right? Touring is the main thing. I make music every day. Uh, so I have a lot of music that will see the light of day at some point. Uh, and you know, in two to five years, uh, you know, I've, I've built my own team. So I've built my own, not only just do I have a band, but I've built my own kind of, um, artistic brand. executive. What's that? You have uh, essentially created your own brand. Yeah, created my own brand, right? So, Peace and Power Media is the name of my brand, and it's an, it's the umbrella under which all the things I create are, are produced. And you know, looking to like legitimize that in the next couple of years on the business side, and just you know, finding and sustaining partnerships on multiple levels to just kind of run a little bit more in the lane. Uh, we've taken some baby steps and we started walking a little bit, but I'm trying to like run a little bit more on the sustainability level, um, in addition to the the artistic process. So. That's what my vision is in the next couple of years. 
So, this podcast is a, it's broadcast through the US, through Europe, through the UK and, well, other places around the world, but mm. mainly those three. What's your reception been like so far in the UK and Europe? I don't, you know, I don't know that I have one, honestly. I actually think that I would be, that I would do well over there, to be honest, because of the way that I approach the the sound. But, you know, I I have, I have a little bit of, you know, from numbers that I can see because everything is data driven now. Yeah. I have some folks in the UK, you know, I have friends in the UK, like I went to college, uh, I went to Yale and I have a bunch of friends who are, who are now located in in the UK who are kind of, you know, putting folks onto my stuff and, and whatnot. But I don't, I don't know that I have that big of a, a following in the UK and Europe, uh, you know, outside of the US, I now have some folks in Ghana, some folks in, in West, Western African countries. But I'm not sure, I don't know, I don't feel as much from the UK. I think I would do dope, especially, you know, Germany or France and in the UK as well. So looking to build that out as well, honestly. We'll have to see if there's anything this. that we can do to help. Yeah, that would be great. You know, that would be great. I would love to get over there and just kind of move around. Once you can start touring full time. Right, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Right, then I'm going to throw some quick-fire questions at you. All right. Okay, so you, you're go, imagine you're going on a holiday. Okay. And you're going really old school. You're taking an MP3 player with you. Can you remember them? <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah. But it's really old school. You can only fit two songs on it. Two songs? Two songs. Yeah, it's a proper old MP3 player. Yeah. Uh, oh, this is And it's going to last old. you two weeks. What Jesus two songs Christ. do you stick on there? Jesus Christ. Uh, oh, my God. Two? I get two songs? All right. Um, I, oh, man, this is crazy. All right. Right now, I will put on there uh, Amazing Grace by Aretha Franklin. Um, okay. And I will put Love's in Need of Love Today by Stevie Wonder. That was really quick, to be fair. Yeah. Most people take ages. No, nah, you know what it is? It's because... Uh, you know what you like. I do, but you know what it is. I have a, one of my morning rituals is like a, a five song. So like I uh, I, I have a, a seasonal playlist in the morning that's only five songs. So I'll put like every maybe four, three or four months, I'll change up this playlist in the morning. But it's but for like a three month span, I'll play f- the same five songs every single morning. So there's a couple that is always are standing out to me in my mind. This is help my vibration start for the day. So uh, you know I have it's only five songs on that playlist. So two songs, I'm just like, alright, what's two from that? From this playlist, could I like not live without? But those are, those are the two that I would answer for right, right in this moment. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Okay. Next question. You got the power to go back in history and erase one song from history so it never existed. You oh hated that much. What are you gonna get rid of? Oh man, what? <laughs> I don't know that I see. I don't know that I listen to music. I don't know that I listen to music I don't like like that. Um. You must have been in a bar somewhere or a coffee bar and heard something on the radio in the background and thought to yourself, Jesus Christ, I need to turn that off. Ah, you know, it's wild. Like, as I've gotten more into the process of creating music, I, I listen differently. So, like, even genres that I didn't like when I was a teenager or something like that, like, I hear things differently. I, like, appreciate things a little differently because I'm like, oh, that's somebody's story. That's somebody's instrument that they grew up with or that's the culture that they came up with. Like, even if it's not mine, I've grown, grown an appreciation for it. But I will say... That I would probably want to erase, um, maybe like Ice Ice Baby by Vanilla Ice or something like that, bro. Like, <laughs> I love that song. So was, and, and probably off the fact that he's a culture vulture, right? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. This dude, yeah. This dude came up in the game and just like, I don't, yeah, he's a culture vulture. So just erase that joint. Get okay. that out of here. <laughs> Get that up out of here. Okay, excellent. And he and he bit off Queen and tried to say he didn't. 
Yeah, he did. Yeah, he, he completely. Yes. Like, and I love Queen. Queen is like, like I study Freddie Mercury as a performer, and Queen is insane. And he just nah, all right, yeah, let's get that up, get that one up out of here. Is he still about? I don't know. Ain't nobody checking for him. Ain't nobody checking for him. Okay, so final question then. So if you could collaborate with any artist, one dead and one alive, Ooh, okay. who would you collaborate with? This is a good question, and I this is going to be a fast answer, because I literally just, somebody asked me this a couple weeks ago, and I had an answer prepared. I would want to I would want to form a super group with Anderson Pac and Prince. Okay, nice. I just feel like it would be crazy. Like, I don't know if you've seen me perform, like videos of me perform, like I, I, I that's, the, that's my answer, I'm going to just leave it at that. <laughs> Excellent. That was the quickest answer ever. Yeah, we'll leave it at that. Brilliant. <laughs> okay, so we're going to play your song now, uh, Dreamcatcher. Yeah, Dreamcatcher. Which yes. is from the Rap Gumbo EP. Yes, indeed. So just before we do that, would you like to tell us a bit about the Rap Gumbo EP? What's the story behind it? Is there a story behind it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, the Rap Gumbo EP, um, again, kind of like the first project I released after I started performing with my band, which is inspired me and kind of brings out the diversity of my story which is uh which includes all these different art forms so on the ep you'll hear afro beats you'll hear kind of straight hip-hop you'll hear jazz you'll hear a little bit of funk you'll hear you'll hear you'll hear a lot of it you hear soul right so um it reflects my story as a person who's navigated in different spaces who's existed in different in, in different communities and has a story to tell so you know this is the introduction to kind of my the story of my switching lanes from when I came out of college and thought I was going to do one thing and then ended up going into music and following my passion. It tells the story of, of my identity with code switching, which is basically like my perspective of being a black American in the world in a white space and, and, and being in spaces where I don't always really fit, but I'm, you know, I have to, I have to exist. So I show up the way I show up regardless of where I'm at. So that kind of, the, the, the project kind of carries that tone and this song in particular um, is a, is the is a song that I released that that uh, you know it's kind of in memory of of folks who've, who've gone on before me, folks who became ancestors too soon. Um, I lost a friend in 2016, nine days before I released my first album. He completed suicide, and uh, it was a terrible loss for me and my community. Um, and it's in memory of him. And it's in he he always inspired me. He was he was singularly supportive of my music movement. Uh, there was nobody else I know that kind of showed up the way he showed up, gave feedback the way he gave feedback, was a fan the way he was a fan. You know, he, he's always been a person who's inspired me to not only chase my dream, but to catch my dreams um, and to to pursue and to complete. So this is kind of a, a story about that and the, the, just the pursuit of following your heart. Love it. Brilliant. Yeah. i got to say as well that I particularly liked Diamond Gold. That went straight on my playlist before the song had even finished. Yeah, thank you, man. Right, so we're going to go in a minute. We're going to play your song for the listeners. But before I do that, tell us about your socials and your streams and all your links so people can find you and they can follow you and they can do all those type of things. Everybody needs to go to theguavastand.com for my merchandise. I am on Twitter and on Instagram. I am at officiallyjp underscore my website is officiallyjp.com. I am on all of the streaming platforms. 
You can follow my band at Peace and Power Planet on Instagram and on Twitter. Uh, my band is Peace Power Band. We are out here. Much love to all my folk, um, especially in the UK. I'm going to make sure everybody in the UK check this out. But it's, so, it's going to be on the internet so everybody can check it out. But much love, man. Thanks, thanks a lot, Richie. I appreciate the, the time and the, the space. It's been a pleasure, absolute pleasure. Um, and all, as always, you will be able to find all of his links in the show notes. Take a listen to his work, and if you like it, go out and buy it. Yeah, yeah. Put that money up. <laughs> so it's independent. Yeah. We actually independent out here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining me. It's been an absolute pleasure. No doubt, man. Thank you. Much, much love. Cool. So, without no more further ados, here is JP Reynolds with his song Dreamcatcher. For the road, mind spinning underneath my fro. Realizing it don't matter what you know, but it matters what happened to your soul. Been afraid of my story, what it showed. What'd it happen if it ever got told? Black boy had to switch them codes. Don't belong in the place he goes. Got me dreaming up a plan and he can hear his own voice. People want to form, you don't hear all that noise On this planet, no police, no paranoia for the voice Up above, you see creator Running point, he could breathe a little better We're releasing all the pressure When he see the sun, he bless up Keep going, that's the lesser You should breathe a little deeper In the mirror, I repeat it The panic ain't retreating With my heart fast beating Whoa, whoa, yeah. Plotting ain't no joke, yeah Full throttle with the fourth, yeah I be mobbing with my folk, yeah, yeah. Unless I'm not and I just post, yeah. Uh, I catch a dream, I catch a dream. Yeah. I be living through the death I seen. Yeah. 11, say it two times, yeah. 311, say it two times. I need a little water for the road. Mind spinning underneath my fro. Realizing it don't matter what you know. But it matters what happened to your soul. Been afraid of my story, what it shows. What it happened if it ever got told. Black boy had to switch them codes. Don't belong in the place he goes. Can't afford to not record. Trying to get my budget looking right. Team been growing, do it different. That was good advice. I got these plans, take it higher. We should book a flight. Fire in my eyes, dream catcher with the hook and line. I got a brown skin, smarty RC shorty on my arm. She the bomb, thank God, and she looked divine. That guava shine, they like tell me what it is. We don't care about your chains, we gonna leave. But it get harder and harder to do your thing. The mother we're able to see. The harder it gets on the jungle, no plane. The mother we need to lay see. The father you want to spatter the rain. The father the God that can speak. The father and mother of all that I am, they taught me to pray for I eat. I catch a dream, I catch a dream. Yeah. I be living through the death I seen. Yeah. 11, say it two times. Yeah. 11, say it two times. I need a little water for the road. Mind spinning underneath my fro. Realizing it don't matter what you know. But it matters what happened to your soul. Been afraid of my story, what it shows. What it happened if it ever got told. Black boy had to switch the codes. Don't belong in the place he goes. Yeah.
I catch a dream, I catch a dream. I be living through the death I see. Do your love and sing it two times. Do your love and sing it. I'ma need a little water for the road. Mine spinning underneath my fro. Realizing it don't matter what you know, but it matters what happened to you. So, and afraid of my story, what it showed. What'd happen if it ever got told? Black boy had to switch them codes. Don't belong in the place he go. Yeah, uh, I need a little water. Uh, my sons and my daughters. Uh, it's all this is slaughter. Yeah, I need a little water. Oh, oh. Some power to you as well. This is your mammy and your pappy. <laughs> Bye. That was JP Reynolds with his song, Gene Catcher. Yeah, so um, as you know, hip hop isn't really my thing, but I like this guy. I like his music. I like his style. I like his, uh, his production. He's, I don't have much to say about hip hop, to be honest, but he's. I, I did like I did like him, so for me to bring hip hop for the B side, he has to be good, and I think he's good. If he, he's very diverse as well, you can listen to one piece of music like this one, Dreamcatcher, and then you can listen to another one. It's completely different. He he's very good with his sounds and his um, yeah, he you know he loves funk and want a bit of jazz, mixes it up. He's good. I like I like him, and speaking to him as well made his music more relatable as well because there's a depth to him intelligent chap he got loads loads to say and he knew his stuff about music he's not stupid he knows his right his way around the mic but yeah jp reynolds what did you think wayne what did you think <clears throat> I'm, I'm the same as you i struggle with with hip-hop it's not it's not my bag you know i'm i'm more heading towards metal and things like that but I like this. It's it's good. It's it's got that sort of late nineties, early two thousand vibe to it. And someone Mike Five said to us last week, I don't know if it was in the the B side or um, if a conversation we had, but he said because I I really hate just comparing artists to other artists. But he said it's your reference point. That's where you're starting from. So I'm using reference points. So I got a lot of like. Um, do you remember Mace? No. Oh, just me then. So I, I do know more hip hop than you. <laughs> yeah, I've got a bit of Mace and a bit of like old school Tupac in there as well. From the way the flow of his lyrics were were, were going, yeah, he was. I I couldn't relate to it. I agreed with what you're saying, but there was things in there I picked up. Like there's a recurring like um, vocal stab that that's been sampled, and I don't know why, but I was picking up like Ennio Morricone from it. So uh, like the good, the bad, the ugly soundtrack, that yeah. sort of thing. Picking that up. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It's um, it's it's not my bag, but yeah, it's good. I tell you what, he's got that a lot of hip artists, hip hop artists don't. And I think it it's not through lack of trying. I think it's hard to do through hip hop. But um, you know, we talk about when artists are singing, then you can tell whether they mean what they're singing, or you know, whether it's heartfelt and whether it's real. Yeah, I so think in hip. Like... Sorry, go on. <laughs> I think him. I'm saying honesty comes through. I always find that as well. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt it. <laughs> <laughs> I think in hip hop, it's difficult 
to get that across, even if you are heartfelt. But even especially especially after speaking to him, listening to his music again, I was definitely getting that. I was get, definitely getting that he meant every single word, and he definitely felt what he was putting across. What he was saying about this song as well, and, um, his friend passing away, committing suicide, like you like you're saying there. You know, it's it's a um, it's heartfelt and it's it's earnest. You know, he's 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 rapping to a uh, a story, as it were. I thought it was good. It's good that he's coming with more positive messages as well. Uh, the, a lot of the hip hop we get, it's all about slapping up bitches and stuff, and this, that, the other. And I, I struggle with that. Whereas this, he's bringing proper messages. I think I feel, yeah. Emo. Um. Yeah, I really like it. I love that sample. When it came in, I was like, "Ooh, what is this?" You know. But then, um, I think like strictly from a production point of view, I think it could have been taken out at times. I feel like maybe if, like that sample came in at the beginning and then it was dropped and then brought back back into the course, it might have been a bit more effective. But I do really like the track. It's produced really, like the quality is really really good. I think uh, I have to listen to more of his stuff, but maybe like based on this song, he could look at flows a little bit more because a lot of the emphasis gets placed on the end of each sentence. But then it becomes kind of repetitive in that way. So maybe if he like drew drew out some words like at the beginning of the phrase rather than the end or whatever. It could switch it up a bit more, but um, yeah, I do really like the track though. It's got a pretty cool style, and uh, yeah, it, it, like hip hop wouldn't really be my <laughs> like first one either. So, but yeah, I can appreciate it as as a song. It's really good. He's got a great voice. I think that might have been the effect he was going for this song. I think if you listen to some of his other stuff, it changes and switches things up. It's like a lot like a lot of hip hop artists. A lot of their stuff is very same. It's all the same. You listen to one song and you, his stuff changes a lot from song to song. Right. So yeah, try try some of his stuff. I think you'd like it. Mm, I will. And the same to other listeners. Check check out this song. Check out his other works on Spotify. Uh, yeah, check him out. All of his links in the show notes. Listen to his stuff on Spotify. If you like it, buy it. Support artists. Support the artists. Okay, we'll move on to our next artist. Who are we going to go with next, Wayne? We'll give it the day. I'm taking that earphone out because it's not doing fuck all apart from <laughs> restricting my hearing. Uh, we'll go with this, sorry. A D. A D. Okay, we're going to go with a D now. A D is next. That's who's going to be next is what's happening there. So this is a D. This is her conversation with me and her music. Enjoy. I'm uh, an artist and a music producer from Sweden from a small island in the southeast called Öland. I've been touring internationally with my music for a long time. It's like five or six years now since I went on my first like real tour in the US. And I released a lot of music. A year ago, I started, or I went to the UK for the first time a year ago, almost exactly a year ago. And I just fell in love with your country and especially... Birmingham and that area around That's Birmingham. That's where we're from. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I think I saw this podcast through a friend or a friend of mine sent me the link or something. Just like check these guys out. Awesome. So you plan on doing any more stuff in the UK in the future? Yeah, I'm actually coming back uh, in just a few weeks and I will be over for a month and doing some some shows for because I, I released my new album or my next album 
uh, this fall. So I will do promotion and yeah, hopefully a bunch of shows. But I got two one two shows booked so far and seven like songwriting sessions. So hopefully I will be super super busy. <laughs> Excellent. I mean, it'd be rude of us as a podcast not to try and turn up and see you now. So yeah, yeah you'll have to send us your dates and let us know where you're playing. Yeah, I would love to. So I'm guessing today you'll be pushing forward your Home and Down EP. So what's that all about? Home is has become some sort of like, I don't know, some so- songs just latch on a little bit harder than other songs, I guess. And Home has has been extra special for me. Uh, so I've, I've actually featured it on my next album as well, but as a remix uh, version together with a actually Wolverhampton rapper called Vital, and no way, yeah, he's on it. So I'm very excited to. That's hopefully... like five minutes up the road from me. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. I've actually never been to Wolverhampton, but Vital really speaks well of of the area. Yeah. How did um... you come across him? Well, it's through friends. Like one of my best friends uh, is a singer from Birmingham called Call Me Unique. And uh, I've been spending a lot of time with her and she introduced me to Vital and also Tom Ford from Birmingham who produced one of the tracks for, for my new album as well. So it's it's a it's an area with a lot of my friends now, which That's is cool. really cool. So yeah, the song Home is like, it will continue to to grow in a sense, because it's like about being homesick, and I'm homesick a lot, <laughs> even though I love not, you know, being on tour is, is always awesome, but at the same time, I, I always miss my home a little bit. Awesome. And this EP, is it uh, a pre- prelude to the album, or is the album something completely different? I think the album is completely different because uh, apart from from home like latching on to the album uh, I've never actually dared to produce as much as I have on this album before so almost like half the album is produced by myself so I think that will give it a little bit of a different sound I guess. And is that coming uh, towards the end of the year is it? Yeah, hopefully, like, I, I hope to release the first single in, like, the coming month or something, because it's, like, super, you know, everything is starting to get ready. So I hope sometimes during the fall. <laughs> awesome. And tell me a bit about your sound, because it's got a very 80s vibe to it, but with uh, some maybe early 90s uh, stuff going on in there as well. Is that where your influence comes from? Yeah, I think so. Like, I started out like wanting to be like a boom bap rapper which which if you saw me you wouldn't like think that's where I come from especially like I grew up on an island southeast of Sweden like it's more cows here than it is people so like <laughs> boom bap rap is not natural and it's because my big brother were doing like he was rapping and writing poems and lyrics and stuff and he told me like if I was wanted to hang out with him and his friends, I I had to write my own lyrics. So I started out just rapping a lot, and I think the the references are from there. But I also like started as an adult, like being inspired by 
the actual samples <laughs> in the the boom bap rap songs so i i feel like my my sound is probably kind of hard to pin down in a sense because i'm i'm very fluid <laughs> sometimes i sound super 80s and sometimes i sound different i guess but i'm in so you like to mix up your styles a bit and be yeah, a bit creative definitely and i'm very like lyric based like everything for me is like venting stuff through my lyrics and sometimes i get a vibe from something that is completely different and brings out a different like emotion and stuff so for me like the lyrics and and the the feeling of the the track is more important than like some sort of overlatching sound that always stays the same so cool do you like and this is going to be a really strange question, but are you into like acid house music, like Aphex Twin and things like that? Well, I've started to. Because the reason I say it is that uh, your song Hold It Against You, yeah. you have a bouncy ball effect in it. It's like a steel ball bouncing, which you use for the for the percussion. Yeah, that's true. It's actually not myself who produced that track. It's produced by a guy called Joachim Budde. And he's, oh. like, really poppy. He he usually does, like, super poppy stuff. But for that song, we, we kind of wanted to experiment a little bit more, I think. So that bouncy ball effect sounds exactly the same as a... As a bouncy house? ball. It, now, is a song that... Well, not a song, a composition that Aphex Twin did, and it's it's in their tune as well. Yours is yeah. slightly different, but it's, it's very, very similar. And I just That's wondered cool. if that was a, an influence... Well, not for me, but yeah, for him, probably. <laughs> cool. Right. Moving on. I'm going to throw a few quick questions at you. Okay. Okay, so imagine you're going on holiday somewhere nice. Yeah. I don't know where's nice for you, but somewhere nice. And you're going to take an MP3 player with you. It's a very old MP3 player, one of the originals. You can only fit two songs on there. Oh, wow. And... uh those songs are going to last you the week. They're the only songs that you can listen to. So what songs are you going to choose? Wow, that's a good good scenario. <laughs> um, what type of vacation am I on? Is it like In a... all the times I've been doing these questions, no one has ever <laughs> asked that before. But you, you can go wherever you want. It's your holiday. <laughs> I was just thinking, like, is it like... <laughs> You know, hanging out at the beach or going to the museum, kind of. It's entirely up to you. You can go where you like. It's your holiday. <laughs> Let's just imagine right. then you were going to the beach. Okay, on the beach. Um, well, I think I would bring like an Anderson Pack song. A what and whom? A- a- Anderson Pack. I don't know that person. Oh, really? Is it my pronunciation that is wrong? Maybe if I heard the music, I'd probably recognise him. He has a, a album called Venice, and I will probably bring um, I will bring Miss Wright, which is kind of boring because it's like one <laughs> of the the few. <laughs> no, I will bring his song "Calm Down," I think, uh, and I would also bring some some Beyonce song, I think. Two songs are very limited. <laughs> true, true, you are limited, but this would be a very, very long show if I asked you for every song that you'd put on a playlist. <laughs> and what song of Beyonce's would you choose? Well, um, 
<laughs> oh my. I'm very bad at this. I'm sorry. No, no, uh, not at all. Everyone takes forever on these uh, questions. Okay. <laughs> I think I would bring... Uh, <laughs> maybe... For, for the beach? It's just like... <laughs> I'm sorry. Imagine it's for the hotel room or something. You've been to the beach. You've had a day out. You're going back to the hotel room to chill. You know, you want something to listen to, to unwind to. Yeah, Beyonce's song, Hold Up, I think. Hold Up. Brilliant. That's a good song. So now then, next question. <laughs> I'm letting you, I'm giving you the power to go back in time and erase from history one song. You hate the song so much that you're going to delete it from history so that no one gets to hear it ever again. What song did you songs? get rid of? No, any song. Any ever. song. Any song ever. You hate it so much you wish it never existed. I'm so bad at like name dropping song titles, but I have like an issue with Bono Adele's songs. Okay. Where she sings a lot about being when she was younger. Is it called When We Were Young? Is it right? Oh, I think another one, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. it bugs me that she, because I think Adele and me are the same age or similar age, and I just always got bugged by her making us sound so old, <laughs> so miserable as well all the time. I don't yeah. think she's ever done a happy song. No, never. And mm. always, like she was nineteen when she started to reflect back to when she was younger. That's ridiculous. <laughs> So, yeah. Cool. Right, last question then. If you had the chance to collab with one artist dead and one artist that's alive, which artist would you choose? Um, for the dead one, I would like to collaborate with a Swedish singer called Monica Settelund. Oh, that's... She's like a jazz singer. And really? Yeah, she she was wonderful. <laughs> I'll, have to, I'll have to try and look her up I like jazz yeah uh, it's really she had a beautiful voice and a really cool style and she was like the first singer in Sweden who started to sing jazz music in Swedish mm. so it was kind of cool and like a live artist I think like one dream collaboration would be Neo I don't know if I pronounce it right. Neo, but... the American R&B artist. No, like N-A-O. Neo? Yeah. Can't sound familiar. Oh, really? I think she's a British oh, she? R&B singer. She's wonderful. I'm not very good when it comes to the up-to-date, in-the-now type music that's in the charts. Yeah. I spend far too much time listening to music that no one's ever heard of to have any time to listen to the charts. <laughs> no, some people have to do that as well. <laughs> I think she's from from London, actually. And, and again, she does I'd, like R and B. Again, I'd probably recognise the music if I heard it. I'm just not yeah. familiar with the name. So, okay, we're going to play your song now. We're going to play the song "Home," I think it is. But before I do so, I'd just like to uh, say thank you, Eddie, for joining us on the show. Been a pleasure. Thank you. It's been fun. <laughs> As always, check the show notes for her works, for her streams and her socials. All of her links will be there. And yeah, without further ado, here is Home by Adi. 
with her sung home and that was my chat with her uh, yeah some old school R&B Wayne oh, shit, that's got a well written down here it's got old school R&B vibe yeah that's exactly old it. school R&B vibe some nice use of um, i tell you what tell you what it's got i tell you what it's got it's got some nice use of synth in there which is something you don't often hear from me. It's funny you say that. Some bearable synth. Because when I when I heard the first chord of that, I thought you're gonna fucking hate this one. <laughs> What's he chose this for? This one's bearable synth. It's synth done 
it's, I think it's the sounds, certain sounds in synth, make me want to club a seal. <laughs> <laughs> this this doesn't. Uh, and uh, she's got some good vocal layering going on. It's not. I like it. It's good. It's it's got a good vibe. I think. On the, on the subject of synth, did you see that um, Mr. Hammond, Hammond had died? Harmon? Uh, Hammond? Richard Hammond? No, the guy who invented the uh, like portable synthesizers. Did he? Yeah. That's a shame. Don't be like that, man. What a cunt. <laughs> That's not nice, man. No, I'm sure he was a lovely fella. He's the guy who invented the reed organ that's played in uh, Light My Fire, the solo in Light My Fire. Wanker. <laughs> oh. Let's start with you this time, Ema. <laughs> okay, um, yeah, it was a very R&B, but then with the synthesizer thing that it felt really kind of modern, almost. You know, it was like nostalgic, but also new. Yeah, they make really nice like use of the sound field, so like everything has a really nice place in it. And it's like the vocals actually like come towards you, the backing vocals, which I thought was really cool. And then the beat that they use with the synthesizer, like building up, I think that makes a really cool contrast that makes it more modern, although it keeps that nostalgic feel to it. I felt like the, the ending kind of simmered out, like faded out a little bit, you know? I think that really cool, like home, if they just sang that with the backing vocals and like just came, let it come to an end, that would have been a nice finish. But yeah, other than that, it's a good track. Uh, I like it. Back to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> she um, she's got actually listened to some of her other work. She's got an amazing voice, a really good oh, voice. Oh yeah, beautiful for some, voice. For some goodness. reason, she doesn't utilise it very much in this song. It's more, no. it's more hip hoppy the way she uses her voice in it. I think. Uh, yeah, I think she's going for like a very commercial track with this. You know, this yeah. is very friendly. This is very very radio two friendly. This is, you know what I mean. You can stick Very this on. TLC, this is. Remember yeah. TLC? Yeah. Yeah, I was picking up Eternal. That's me. Eternal TLC, same, same yeah. kind of era, same mm. kind of thing, yeah. Is it current? I'm, 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 I'm not sure as it, as it is, but... It's like a blend. I wouldn't say it's like completely current, but it's also not completely old either, if you know what mm. I mean. I don't know. Mixing it up. Mm. Yeah. Contemporary. She's good, though. She's very good. Definitely check oh, yeah. her out. Definitely check out. Check out all of the stuff. Uh, again, all the stuff in the show notes. So we're going to move on to our next artist, who is Chris Linton again. He was in the main show last time. Chris Linton. And uh, this is my chat with him and his song, Perseus. So, Chris, I was reluctant to have you on the show, to be honest, mate, because uh, this is you haven't heard this music podcast, a podcast about lesser-known music by lesser-known artists. And... I've been on your Spotify recently and you're touching nearly 950,000 monthly listens. So how long have you actually been going? Because on the Spotify you only have albums from 2019. I started doing the whole top line songwriter thing for like kind of electronic dance music for like four years. Because I started out doing folk music in 2015 and kind of like just the market was just so big to kind of jump into it was kind of trying to figure out ways to kind of get my name out there by doing different things so um i started doing top line writing um just as a singer songwriter and just on like in independent kind of like you know like the old soundcloud kind of um, it started off on soundcloud like the uh, underground dance scene and then it kind of branched out um onto like various kind of independent labels and then it it kind of broke out after that the, the last dp i've, I've um brought out is basically it's basically um the whole ep i brought out in june is basically uh it's reimaginings of some of these 
big dance songs that I've written over the past couple of years, um, just because I thought it'd be good to kind of like make the songs a bit more broader for for an audience. So some people don't like dance music, some people don't like electronic music, but they like folk music. So why not kind of like cater to both audiences? So the idea was to basically spend a whole basically a whole like, whole year basically making this this six track EP, um, and that's where it is now. So. I'm not too sure where I'm going to go next, but uh, it's it's there, so uh, people can enjoy it. So each of the songs on the album have their own corresponding EDM version. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. quite interesting. It's a bit like uh, when Bon Jovi did "This Left Feels Right" that album. I don't know if you remember that album. Um, no, it's kind of yeah, kind of like I mean, it's, it's been done, but I don't think it's been done that much with uh, with the, with the EDM so much. Just... No, no, what you're doing is absolutely completely different. It's. Uh, complete opposite ends of the spectrum in fact what Bon Jovi did was went from rock to a, a lighter rock if you like maybe folk it's interesting though I would like to listen to the the alternate versions that you've done yeah I mean well that's where I got kind of like my kind of listener base is from from those songs um so um it made it slightly easier when I brought out acoustic music the only problem with acoustic music is that it is like I say it's just such a saturated kind of genre like everyone is trying to be the next Ed Sheeran or try next, the next passenger whatever you know so it's something I really enjoy doing but especially when you play it live it's nothing you, you can't really beat it back so when you come in from the, from the bottom end and you're trying to work your way up from it you're like wow I've actually got so much to kind of do to kind of like make it in this kind of genre and I mean there's different ways of making it I suppose but um I think because I've I grew up with such I've just I like all I like everything every, every kind of music there is I like it um so lucky for me, I, I decided to kind of like try something else, uh, a bit of a fan base doing that and then thinking maybe I can go back later on when I've established myself a bit more. So that's where we are now. Yeah, you're so diverse in your sounds and your styles. We had your song on our previous episode. I think we played the Fearless and obviously pe- people will compare you to Basti. I'm sure you've heard it before. But yeah, maybe in the voice, but your music... Is very much your own. It's very much your own thing, your own style. You, it's million miles from Bastille, I think. And it's, it's strange listening to your music. Cause you, you listen to Fearless and it's a slow, folky song. And then you've got Perseus. And it's like the difference between Ed Sheeran and Imagine Dragons. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just trying to like kind of figure out. I'm still trying to figure out where I'm kind of supposed to be you know i don't maybe maybe that's a good thing that i'm more fluid you know and that things change like from track to track i think that's probably it's great when people don't expect what's the next track track going to be they don't, when you when you surprise people consistently surprise people with different songs then i think that's supposed to be i mean i think it's so easy to just fall into your bracket of like you know just pop and that's all you're gonna do you know but i yeah. think i think I think a lot of people now, especially bands and stuff, like things like 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 the Arctic Monkeys, for example. You know, when they started doing like kind of Brit pop, Brit rock kind of thing back in like two thousand six and stuff, and now they're back to where they are. Where, where they are now, it's completely different. It's like, um, and you say with like a lot of bands, like I, I don't know many solo artists who are kind of like kind of. I, I, I guess another Ed Sheeran is an, is an example because obviously he started doing like really stripped back acoustic songs, and now he's doing like you know pop collaborations with all sorts of different people and things like that. So, but I guess it's where the market is. I guess. Um, yeah, I, it's difficult because people like what they like. It's like, if you like the Arctic Monkeys, it's because you like that sound. If you like the Beatles, it's because you like the sound that the Beatles make. If you, you're coming along with so many different styles, it's like, you maybe you'll be able to attract a, a, a wider audience, but then you might have people who listen to one song and like it for that song, and then 
you release Perseus, and they go, what the fuck, this is, what the, yeah. <laughs> and, I don't know, it's, it's, because there aren't many artists out there that can be so diverse. I mean, you can, most artists, you know, they'll have different sounds and they'll have different techniques, but to be completely different in genre and style, it's, I don't know, maybe, maybe, judging by your numbers, it is working for you, so. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's, um, I've been lucky on a few, a few songs, so, I mean, um, and that's kind of bulked me up a little bit. But it's, it's like, you know, I, I, I was like quite like, on it like for the last couple of years i was like writing like so many songs um like weekly you know so and it was great to work kind of work with different i think that's a good thing about like the online community and stuff things like the internet made it so it's so easy now to kind of collaborate with people you know you haven't, you haven't got to leave the house sometimes you can just stay in your bedroom and start producing or recording a song whatever so it makes it so easy for things to be so rapid as far as releasing music is you know some people will like release a song and they'll take like six seven months down the line then release another one but now how the, the way it is now people can release one every month if they wanted to which um people need to take advantage of really you know because the, the opportunities are there for people to like collaborate with different kind of artists and stuff uh and not not ha- actually have to leave the house <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah you know which is kind it's of a like a completely yeah, different yeah. generation of music now i mean it's co- the the internet and everything it's changed what music was it's like we no longer need CDs. We don't sell CDs. An album isn't an album like it used to be. An album's just a collection of so- collection of songs now. That you know, it's just and we've had we've had bands on like you say that that they've never met each other. But they've been on the podcast that they've never met each other. But them collaborating over the oceans, like and it's that's this it's the way that the music industry is going and. Is it good? I don't know. I don't. I'm not. I'm not sure. I don't know if I like it. But maybe yeah. that's because I'm. You know, I'm nearly forty now. And I'm stuck in my ways. <laughs> I mean, nothing's been nothing. Nothing beats like being in a studio and working with people like in the same room and that. And like, I think because I've done. I've done both. I've done. I work from the bedroom and, I, and I've sent people sent songs to people from overseas. And I've gone into the studio and I've recorded with people in the same room. You know, and I've and they're both different kind of things. I. I think I probably do prefer being, if you're like writing something from scratch with instrumentation and things like that, I think it's better to be in one room with a bunch of different people, you know, and I think that's, I do prefer doing that. I, I mean, I think that's, I think ever, anyone would prefer that if it was cheap and easy, I suppose. You yeah, know, and, it's you expensive. Know, yeah, exactly. So um, Saying that though, I mean, we've got a, a girl on the podcast, we're recording tomorrow as well, and she's from Ireland, Ema, and her music is spectacular, it's fantastic, and she's just a bedroom artist, you know, she she produces and writes her own stuff at home, and you wouldn't know. The technology that we've got now is, you know, you can produce music now that in your bedroom it's better than what you could have done in the studio 20 years ago. Well, yeah, because of all, the, all, the, all the, the tech stuff, you can get all the plugins and, you know, like samples, and you can go onto a website now and just get loads of samples, guitar samples, piano samples, everything, like... And you can, it's all free. It's all really yeah. free. So you can use it, all of it. And that's, I mean, but I, I do think it kind of like takes away some creativity. Oh, no, bit, she's, you know? she plays a guitar. She plays piano. Oh, yeah, yeah. She, 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 she doesn't just uh, go on propeller head and download a lot oh, of no, samples. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which I've done in the past. You know, I've got yeah. my audio keyboard, put it up to the computer, put a few samples together and thought to myself, look at me go, I've created a song. I haven't. Yeah. I've just stitched a load of sounds together. It's <laughs> yeah. pathetic. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah. Well, I mean, if well, it's no, no, that, 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 that sounds a bit harsh. <laughs> if done properly by somebody who knows what they're doing, yeah. Then, then yeah. 
I shouldn't yeah. go calling music producers pathetic. No, no, no. no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it just depends on the style of music, like, especially for things like dance music. Like, samples are just used all the time. Like, you, I mean, you, you, you hear some, like, really famous, like, tunes where, like, someone's taken, taken a sample from, I don't know, like, a Aretha Franklin track and put it into a dance track in the, in 2019, you know? So people will, will do that. I, I don't... I kind of... I do I do like it because it's, it's just showing a bit more, a bit more creativity with a, with a, with an old song and it's kind of making it more like kind of with kind of where we are now. But um, you know, people who can like make music with a guitar and a piano at home, I mean, that's that's insane. Like you know, like I think like you know, Freya Riding, she got big off that what the, that one song she brought out, that Lost Without You track, because she made that in her bedroom, you know, and that's done loads of good things for her. So you know, it can be done. Like it doesn't it just and it can take one, it can only take one song as well, you know. Yeah, and not the old sample thing. I think it's had it had its day, maybe now. Because I mean, you know, it's it started obviously with EDM and hip hop, and it's still been used a lot in hip hop. But we've recently had a group called Harvest Black and Co. On there, it's a hip hop group that fuses jazz with funk, and he's got a proper band behind him. You know, a proper jazz band. He doesn't use false beats. He just uses. You know, it's amazing to listen to, and there's a lot of bands doing that now. And I, I think everything's slowly on the revert back to the organic sound again. But then again, saying that synth's been around since the seventies, and I'm mm. not sure if it is going to go away. Yeah, I mean, but I think it's like people have to. Use, there's there's things like samples and stuff. But you can go, you can. There's so many session musicians out there now. If you get a few contacts, you can be like, you can find a great guitarist, and you can like send you the stems in an afternoon or you can send them a, a, like a, a kind of like a base of what you want to get from a song you know, maybe some piano chords and you can write over it and that that's another that's, an, that's a better way I think of kind of like building on building a production it's a bit more using... original isn't it yeah exactly yeah um, and and, you, and things with, with samples people people will use them over and over again so it's never going to be unique to your particular track when you've got yeah. you know, a sample that's been used like a thousand times it is good when they like you said, a sample of something that's you know quite old, say from the sixties or seventies, and it kind of revives that song that might have been forgotten. Yeah, and I've heard it. Good. I've heard some a few times, and I'm like, I really like some of them. Are really good. I remember um, your Pendulum. They yeah, did, they took they took a they took a it wasn't a it wasn't a, a, a vocalist. It was a sample from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. They did, they <laughs> okay. took um they took a took a phrase what. Um, Willie Wonka says the guests at the factory, and then you put it into this drum bass track. It was insane. It was it was insane. It was and it did so well. But like it could be such such small things. It hasn't even got to be someone singing. It could be like little like kind of little vocal takes from like a film or something. Um, because it kind of like catches people's um, I don't know like nostalgia. I suppose like like a, like a nostalgia trip. Yeah, yeah. People use that and feed off that to kind of build their tune up and go make it more memorable. I guess. Mm. So yeah, it means different. Those are different ways to kind of like kind of trick the system yeah. a little bit. <laughs> so and way more about you. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, what have you got planned? Have you got any plans, or are you just gonna ride the wave of this EP for a bit? Well, the plan is to um, basically do a, a load of singles now. So I'm working. Um, I'm working at well, I've been working at a studio called Real World Studios in Bath. I did that for the last EP, and um. We're going there for for this this next couple of singles um, in and out, but we're trying to do most of it kind of in like a in a small studio space, just because we thought it'd be better to like kind of do like loads of demo takes in a smaller studio before going to like a big old big old expensive studio, you know. <laughs> so um, 
Um, that's the plan right now. Is just we're writing loads of demos and stuff. So I'm writing loads of demos at home. Plan is to basically take, say, like ten demos and, and go. Okay, which ones do you think are the strongest ones? And then we'll work on those. Um, so we've got about three or four at the moment that I'm kind of happy with. Um, I'm looking at bringing one out, uh, kind of like September October time. I wouldn't say it's acoustic though. I so I'd probably say it's gone way back into like electronic kind of kind of pop. I suppose there's a couple of reasons for that. I, I guess because like modern electronic or I would say electronic. Well, it's got it's. I say it's modern, but we we've we've, we've thrown in like a as a baseline in it, which has got it sounds like a eighties synth record. It's it's like it's like a thumping eighties bass kind of thing going on. Um, I don't know how. I guess kind of like Daft Punkish, I suppose maybe like that. But it's got like a retro synth going thing going on in it right now. But um, that wasn't like planned. It was just accidental. <laughs> but cause I'm, yeah, but um, it, it sounds really. It sounds sounds really. At the moment, it sounds really cool. So looking at doing that. Um, I think the. Doing the acoustic stuff is great, but I think it's great to have a track like where it's like it can be converted to acoustic, like like the unplugged stuff you used to hear and you know like on the like MTV and things like that. Like people like do like like Nirvana and that would do like an unplugged sessions and things like that. So I think it's good to do to do that once the tracks come out, and then um, you, you got this more more stuff to do with it. So I guess that's the plan right now. Um, um and then I guess see where that ends up i'm not too fussed about doing an ep again um a lot of people seem to be doing more singles now than than actual album releases or ep releases i just think it's because it's easier to kind of like promote because all i know all, all i've done is single releases over the last couple of years and i've never really done an ep until this point now i've released that last ep in june uh just because it was as far as like getting on like things like playlists and stuff it was always easier to just have a single that you could like promote for six weeks rather than an EP, which is essentially like six tracks, which you promote over the over the same period of time. Yeah. So that's where we are now with that. So, are you planning on doing any shows to promote this EP, or are you? <clears throat> well, is it, or is it all like online? We're gonna basically because um festival season's kind of over now. So we did um I played a show at, um in Herefordshire uh, called El Dorado Festival. Um, it was a main stage gig. It was like um supporting. Uh, it was supporting Cool and the Gang, which was very bizarre because we were an acoustic set. <laughs> and they were like okay. not an acoustic set. <laughs> so uh, that was a bit strange for us. So, um, But after that, it was kind of like kind of the focus was to kind of go and make more records. And then um, especially now, because I think uh, I'm still trying to figure out what genre I am. So I think it's probably safer to kind of like kind of focus on where I am as far as a sound and then play a show. Because it's the worst thing when you play a show and it's like acoustic and then the next one's not. And it's like, what? What does this guy do? You know, what's he? What's his kind of vibe? So it's probably best if I, um, I'm next year for sure. Like, loads of festivals will be, will be lined up, and I think that by that by that time we'll have all these new new songs out where it, people will kind of understand what I'm about. I think that's where the album thing will come in useful with you. I think because you've got such a diverse range of sounds, maybe you could create yourself a like a you know an acoustic album. Then you've got an EDM album. Then you've got like a a pop album. And that way, that way you can, you know, you know, there's a, there's a gig coming up, and it's the set list is mainly pop. You can go and do that album there, and rather than just, you know, trying to restrain yourself to one genre, Mm. maybe just, I don't know, that's it's your stuff. (laughs) Well, I mean, I mean, it's great because it obviously like it's it's it opens you up to kind of like there's no there's no limit really because. You know, there might, be, there might be some festivals which are like kind of more folk influenced, like folk focus, focused. There might be some much more rocky focused, more pop focused, more electronic. So if you can do bits of everything, then I think you're kind of like 
opening lots of doors for yourself. Um, I think a lot of people like seem to be like um, more so only because I know the, the the background, the folk background. But everyone's kind of too pro- too kind of like they're too fixed in their one genre. They don't want to think about going outside of anything else because I think they feel like maybe they've kind of failed in a way. I've got a few friends who are like, oh, I won't do anything else because I, I, it means that I've kind of like given up on my folk. I'm like, well, no. But if you're trying to like, like you're trying to like commer- be commercial, I suppose. And some people don't want to say, don't want to be commercial. I suppose they just want to stay in their little bubble and kind of like just play the pubs and open mic nights and stuff. But if you want to go outside that, you're going to have to like show like the labels and publishers that you're able to kind of branch out and do every- bits of everything because that's what they expect from you. Because obviously music's constantly changing. We've just gone back into back into like the Brit rock thing with like Sam Fender and that. So that's going to come. Something's going to else is going to come back along in a minute where which was popular like 10 years ago. So people are going to have to, you know, people have to change their styles, you know, to kind of cater to the where, where we are now. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. I think punk's going to come back at some point. Uh, punk, punk, yeah. Well, punk never really left. It's just slowed down a bit. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, th- I know what you're saying. P- punk changed, didn't it? But you had 60s punk and then you got that American pop punk that came around, which is yeah. really punk, well, I don't think. <laughs> no. Mm. I'm talking like the Misfits kind of stuff, like a punk I'm thinking about, like, but like the 1975 released in YouTube recently, and they that it sounds so like Misfits. Um, so I'm thinking maybe it's like it's coming back on itself at some point because it's like really heavy. So I like that's what I like about punk, punk, punk music. It's so heavy. Uh, wasn't it kind of like la di da, like some of the American pop bands do. Yeah, um, yeah. There are some out there. I mean, we've been to festivals recently and uh, with the podcast, and we've had some punk bands on the show and there mm. there are still bands out there doing it it's really yeah. good ones as well i mean uh, yeah. there's a band called brutus it's a female fronted punk band oh and they're, okay. they're they're really good they're brilliant yeah brutus. i definitely definitely recommend checking them out so i'm gonna throw a few quick fire questions at you now okay <laughs> right here we go my first question i want to pick want you to picture yourself you're going on holiday somewhere nice, somewhere sunny. Well, maybe maybe that's not where you. Maybe you want to go somewhere cold. I don't know where you go on holiday, but anyway, you're going on a holiday and you've got an MP3 player. You're going really old school, but it's it's a really old MP3 player. You can only fit two songs on it, <laughs> and the, those two songs are going to last you a week. What two songs are you taking with you? Oh wow, that's a really tough question. Hang on, let me think. I know the first. I know what the first one is. The first one would be David Bowie. Heroes. That'd be my first tune. Uh, that's a brilliant tune. One of my favourites of all time, actually. Um, the second one would be probably um, probably Damien Rice, Cannonball. Okay. That, that, yeah. That that's never come up before. That's a new one. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Probably right. uh, just because it's a bit more chill. Okay. So so my next question then. You've got the power to go back in history and erase one song from history, so it never existed. You hate it that much. You want to erase it from history so no one can ever listen to it? Oh, probably the Crazy Frog song. Good, good call. (laughs) (laughs) And you're not really upsetting anybody with that one either. I don't think I am. I don't think I am. I think everyone's thinking the same thing. (laughs) Good call. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. And last question. If you could collab with one artist dead and one artist alive, who would you collab with? Oh, wow. If I could collab with one artist. Okay. Can I say Dave, Dave Bowie again? <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. So, because it's so so. Um, it's quite a popular uh, choice, to be fair. Yeah, I mean, great, great writer, just amazing songwriter. So, one who's alive. Let me think. Let me think. 
probably probably Lana Del Rey. Oh wow! Yeah, just because mm. I just love her style. It's just so her songwriting is incredible, and she's just it's just so dark. It is you know, very I, dark. It makes me think that she's never happy. <laughs> but, but I just yeah, think but she's like... when when people think of Lana Del Rey, they only think of that um, remix dance song, and they don't realise she's she's very Lu- a bit like Larue. Yeah. But mm-hmm. her stuff's really unapologetic, which I, I kind of like. You know, yeah. it's kind of like you know she's just not taking anything, from, not taking any any bad vibes from anyone really. She just uh, and she just lets people have it. And if if someone's wronged her, like she lets them know about it. You know, which like which I kind of <laughs> like, <laughs> kind of like that. <laughs> yeah. So if our listeners, and I'm sure that they will, because everybody seems to be wanting to follow you at the moment. But if our listeners want to follow you and they want to listen to you and. Show you some love. Where can they? Where can they go and find you? Uh, they can find me on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. They can follow me on on YouTube, Chris Linton Music. Just Chris Linton, really. You know, I'll pop up somewhere. But uh, yeah, that's that's where I am basically. Instagram's my my main my main page though. Instagram's kind of the one I'm I'm, I'm, I'm kind of focused on. So if you want to send me a message on that, just go. Twitter is our main one. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. yeah. I kind of like kind of like Instagram just because of like the whole visual kind of thing they got they got going on. But uh, I do like Twitter sometimes. Mm. It's more for, more, for, more for political stuff, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. So check Chris out in all of the links that we'll leave in the show notes. And, um, yeah, and we're going to play you some Perseus now, aren't we? Amazing. Perseus, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, well, thank you for joining me. Thank you very much for having me. It's been really good chatting with you. So, yeah, here is Chris Linton with his song, Perseus. So mystical, think what you like You could be the sword, the shield defender of The people down below, you know I fought for love You know I fought for love You know I fought for love Be kind to those around you, don't be merciless Remember me for my name is Perseus My name is Perseus My name is Perseus My name is Perseus Fighting wicked beasts while they move so fast You can be the sword, the shield defender of The people down below, you know I fought for love You know I fought for love You know I fought for love Have your friends beside you like my Pegasus Remember me for my name is Perseus My name is Perseus 
Turning the page? <laughs> yep. <laughs> when you turned the page right. earlier, I thought you were doing like a tap dance because it was like a. <laughs> oh, I would. No, that was a tap dance. That oh, was, was it? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You're, you know, <laughs> why wouldn't I be tap She's dancing? Irish, for God's sake. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Gosh, never take my tap shoes off. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded almost racist, though. <laughs> it was, but it's Ireland. They, they don't care. <laughs> anyway. Okay, so that was Chris Linton with his song Perseus. I love this guy. I think he's. I think he's been. I love his music. I think this guy's going places. He's definitely going places. I mean, he's nearly got a million listens as it is. So, how much further can he go? He's twenty thousand li- uh, monthly listens away from being as famous as Right Said Fred. For fuck's sake! That sounds really bad when you say it like that because I wouldn't expect Right Said Fred to have a million listens. They haven't. They've got nine hundred and eighty thousand. I think he's he's got more than. Oh, he's got nine hundred and fifty thousand. Somebody somebody had on a podcast the other week. Um, somebody brought us a hidden masterpiece or something. He got more month. He's, he's got more monthly listens than them, and that surprised me. He's practically famous. But now he's heard of him. But they have at least at least nearly a million people. A million have. people, yeah. Which is like. Uh, greater, I'd be happy with that. The Greater Birmingham area. Yeah. Amy was bragging the other day about her uh, thousand yep. monthly listens. Have to drop them below a thousand again. Yeah, I yeah. yeah, know I'm... it. <laughs> <laughs> I just find it strange that this guy's, you know, because we we deal with with bands who are, you know, fifty thousand and less, and this guy's come along and he's like, the minute I opened the Spotify open went nine hundred ninety thousand. Is that a typo? Nine hundred fifty. Well, whatever it was, I just like. That's that's incredible. You know, how, how, how has this guy got this much? And I don't know who he is. But that's the entire point of the show. Yeah. You know, he's gone under people's radar. Mm, well, yeah. not a million people. Well, but... no, he, he's, he's been on the radar of people in the EDM scene. Um, obviously, due to my own incompetence. Again, you didn't get to listen to the whole conversation. But, um, yeah, he started off in EDM. He was big on SoundCloud. And obviously moved his followers over into this new area of music that he's delving into, and he's doing quite well. And everybody loves Bastille, so you, you you say that a lot. I see where you're going with that, and and the comparison. But I think he's got a sound that's oh no removed I've, from Bastille. Yeah, I've already said that in the in the conversation. His voice is oh, it's, it's very similar to Bastille. His music is very much his own. Um, I also made a mistake in the interview because I was talking about Perseus and the difference between Perseus and the song that I brought last time, which was Fearless. And uh, I sent over the wrong Perseus, didn't I, originally? The one with the unknown band, mm. I think they were called. Um, I'm not sure who it was with. but there that was like was a real EDM one that you sent over first. That was his original Perseus. Yeah, with... Um, the, oh. the second one is the music he's doing now. So oh, yeah, I, I, when I was talking to him, I was thinking, yeah, that Perseus is completely different to uh, Fearless, but um, no, it's it's very much the, it's in nice. the same point. It's, it's stripped back. It's got that lovely echoey piano. 
Yeah, it's it, it's stripped back, but he's he's got a, those EDM sounds in there that mm. he's but he's he's kind of transitioned into this style of music, but it, he's kept he still kept it subtle and powerful at the same mm. time. And such a soulful voice as well when he's yeah. singing this. It's you know it's it's really good. Mm. What do you think, Ema? Yeah, I think it's an interesting concept to write about. First of all, um, I love Greek mythology, and who yeah. else Perseus then? Because I forgot to Google it. He's like. I don't know, but he just already knows that he fought a load of people, as they mostly do. It's just a fight. <laughs> I all do that in fucking Greek mythology. <laughs> but um, I like, I do like the song. It's lovely. It kind of, um, this is, might seem a bit of a stretch or whatever, but kind of reminded me a bit of um, Hello by Adele. You know, she has like that piano and then like the soft percussion in the background and stuff. Uh, that was really pretty, very yeah, soulful. It, yeah, you said the production's not a million miles away on that. I can see that, Lima. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, it's beautiful. It, like, progressed really well. Kind of reminded me of Bear's Den as well. Do you know those guys? Like a real folk yeah. group. Um, Who? Bear's Den. They're pretty no. good. I no. know the name. No, it's, yeah. I don't know that. No. Mm. Yeah, they got some good stuff. Uh, mm. But yeah, I really like the song. It's got a great voice. Yeah, it's got a good voice. Yeah. I think I, I think we'll be hearing more of him if he carries on the way he is. Mm. He knows something to do with social media. And um, promotion that we don't, and he's just hitting it. He's just found his found the zone, and he's just yeah, he's just getting followers after followers after followers. I want to know what he's doing. Get him back on here, interview. <laughs> Tell me what he's doing. <laughs> we we'll have to stick it in like um, we have to pay for it. I <laughs> <Yeah>. just <laughs> succeed in uh, advertising on social media like okay. Chris Lindsay. <laughs> If you've got enough money behind you <coughs> to, for Facebook ads, it can be done, I suppose. Yeah. But, yeah, you would spend a fortune. Right, okay. Check him out. Check out his new EP, the New Light EP by Chris Linton. Check it out on Spotify and all the different streaming platforms. If you like it, buy it. I'm always going to say it, because you should. They're artists. They deserve to be paid for the work they do, Wayne. What are you telling me for? Because you're not paying for their work. I'm sat here with you. You're, yeah. you're fucking yes. LimeWire. You've got a on your computer, downloading all manner what of albums. What the fuck is LimeWire? LimeWire. Lime I don't know what LimeWire is. LimeWire is what people used to download music with. I'm, back amazed, the... I'm amazed the computer even turns on. So. When, the, when the internet was first invented. <laughs> you ask anybody about LimeWire, you download LimeWire, and then you get all the viruses and everything. Ah, it was brilliant. Right, okay. Share. that was another one. Oh, I remember. I, I remember Bearshare, but I don't know why I remember Bearshare because I never used it. Oh, I did. I downloaded all the illegal albums, all of them. Ooh. Even if I didn't listen to them, I downloaded <laughs> them because they were free. <laughs> it's free, and I'm having it. <laughs> right. Less of that nonsense. You're, pay, you're paying now for all that time you, you stole from people. This is what you. This is your, your penance. This is. Shut up. You're putting back into to the musical society. Right, we're moving on, Wayne. We're moving on. That's what we're doing now. Okay. I'm fed up of your gab. <laughs> so, it's, it's, it's that time, time of the, the evening again, Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> Look at their uh, what's it called? The um, wild card. And with, with uh, card. And Neil's here, everybody. <laughs> Hello, Neil. Look at Neil. Hello. There he is. Oh. I've got a unicorn on my head. Yeah. 
Okay, so I've gone through the random number generator, through the Twitterverse, and this, that, and the other, and uh, the algorithms, and this, that, and the other, and that kind of shit. And we've come up with Lisa Penty. Lisa Penty. L double I S A P E N double T I. She says, Hi, thanks for selecting me. That's not her bio. <laughs> Let's move to the bio. Bio says, singer-songwriter, producer from Finland. I studied music technology and graduated a couple of years ago. I do all the recording, mixing and producing myself. In my music, I focus on creating interesting soundscapes and catchy hooks. I make pop music with no nonsense. That is what she does. That is who she is. That is what we're going to listen to. Before we do listen to her... What a bio that is. What that's an amazing bio. That is how all bios should be. Snappy, straight to the point. Thanks for coming. Bit of history. This is what you're going to have. Jobs yeah. are good. So what do we think she's going to be good? What do you think? Wayne, do you think I sincerely hope not. We, 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 we're actually waiting for someone to be awful. Finland. That's very close to the Faroe Islands. That's very... Um, I've been corrected, it's Ivor, yeah. Who's told you that? Um, I've been told by my friends from Midas Fall, because they play the Faroe Islands, and somebody came up to them and said, you sound like Ivor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so. Well, if that's her name, she should spell it that way then. <laughs> it's Ivor then, though, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She can put an E on the end of it. I-V-O-R-E. Yeah. But do you think she's going to be any good, Neil? I hope not. What do you reckon, Emma? Um, I'm going to say that she'll be good. I think she's going to be a chance. It's going to be, what's this, four on the bounce? I, I feel like this is going to be a bit of a competition between Emma and and this uh, Lisa Penzi because they're both very similar in their styles, you know, produ- both produced, both graduated in music, both, um, mm. yeah. It's exciting. So we might have to replace you with Lisa. Uh, no. <laughs> you can get us, get us both on the show, and then we can make it even better. Yes. Well, would, would to my knowledge, you know, we'll have two degrees then. What? No. Well, would Lisa turn up at a moment's notice and fill in for a no. guest? No. 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 Do you want to try sending a message? See what Ema. Ema mm-hmm. is the saviour of the podcast. Anyway, right. Da-da-da. <laughs> <laughs> should we try a set? She hasn't actually said what song she wants us to play. Let's play the um, most popular Oh, actually, one. should I put the one that she actually posted on the Twitter? That, that would make sense, idea. wouldn't it? Yeah. Right. That means I've got to search all the fucking things we're going to find her. 2,000 years later. Thought I'd be the one to leave this town. 
again so that was lisa pen penty from did i say finland finland from finland (coughs) and um unfortunately she was very good it's not dog shit again we're we're juiced i just think everyone my i don't know but this is good i i i quite like this a lot believe it or not yeah, she. I, I love them drums. The uh, so very, happy. very organic. De- def- you definitely know them. Them real drums. It sounds like those they've like um, recorded in like a warehouse rather than a studio. They were very wet on those drums as I play. I don't think mm. they were wet. Very echoey. I mean, the way it's recorded. It's yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, like the vocal layering again. That was. Um, she used her voice as like uh, instruments in parts as well. That was. Quite, quite good. What did you think of it, Ema? Yeah, I really liked it. I, lo- I definitely know what she means when uh, she's talking about in her bio making soundscapes and stuff. She definitely did that with her vocals, and um, I couldn't even hear it that well over here. But like, I really like that song. Kind of like Suzanne Vegas style writing style in a sense. I don't know. Um, I really enjoyed it. Really mm. good style. Mm. Oh, <clears throat> yeah, Neil. I liked it a lot, yeah. I, I, it was disappointingly unshit. But, <laughs> um, it, was, it, was, it was really good. Um, I loved her voice. I think she reminded me a little bit of um, the only way I could describe it. Karen Carpenter. I was thinking Florence and the Machine, as Florence from Florence and the Machine on dry land. Hmm. Because whenever Florence sings, she always sounds a little bit like she's underwater. <laughs> So it's sort of like Florence when she came. It's, it's interesting this. So we've all got different takes on who, who we think she sounds like and who she writes like. I was getting Sarah McLaughlin. 
Oh, I could see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I could go with that. I'm surprised you didn't choose her from the for the pretenders. Oh, Chrissy Hind. Everybody, <laughs> everybody female sounds like Chrissy Hind, even Emma. You know, <laughs> Good song as well. You know, song, yeah. using uh, you know that's obviously an emotional breakup, whether it's hers or not, but it transmits well you know and using the whole black coffee and sugar and slice, slice of lemon it's got to be a finished thing because yeah i don't think we've ever had black coffee with a with a slice of lemon I, in this country i feel inclined to try it now yeah I, I do as well but i like the fact that you know they both like that and that's sort of mm. their jumping off point and then he's fucked off somewhere else with what i believe to be his wife i might be wrong I don't, or, I, don't, I don't know what the Finnish are like, but I mean, I know the Swedes take their coffee very seriously. <laughs> they, they kind of, I mean, coffee, coffee time is like a meal to them. They, so it should be. They set aside time for coffee. So yeah, I agree. I like the Swedes. That's the way it should be. Yeah, it sticks, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's very catchy. Sugar and spice of lemon. I want to look it up. It's on Spotify. It's called Sugar and Spice of Lemon. Sugar. I don't think it is on Spotify. No. Oh. L I S. S uh, L L S A Is it P I? Is it was it Rich? What are you on about? I uh, just spell her name. Lisa Lisa L I double S Oh no L double I S A P E N T T I. She is she is not on the Spotify. She's not there. Just the SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. I didn't pick up it was called sugar and spice and coffee. It depends on what spices you put in. If she's going to stick cinnamon in that, that cinnamon is up the devil. It wasn't sugar, uh, black coffee, sugar and slice of lemon is what it was. Oh, what the spices. fuck are you on about? That's what the song's called, isn't it? Oh, oh I wasn't sure about the chorus. Oh, I like the chorus a lot. The chorus sounded Very too catchy. generic, too nineties generic, almost like um. She said the beautiful South. She said I make oh, pop yeah. music. You know, the Beautiful South? Yeah, that's a bit good like comparison. That. I like the Beautiful yeah. South. Oh, I like them. But the satirical um, truths. That's what the Beautiful South is. Yeah. She's on YouTube as well. She's on listens. YouTube? Yeah, she is. Oh, cool. Go. I don't know if my friend Jay still listens. Okay. But he hates the Beautiful South, so I'm just giving a shout out to Jay. Yes. The Beautiful South. <laughs> anyway, less of that stuff. So, yeah, that's been our B-side. We've had a lot of... Um, Good music as usual, I think. It's been a good episode. You can check us out on all the social media. Yeah, 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 you can do that. And you can check us out on Spotify, YouTube, SoundCloud, Stitcher, everywhere there's a podcast. Fucking everywhere. If you're in America, you can even listen to us on iHeart Radio. You can't do that in Britain, and we don't know how we even got there, but you can listen to us there on yeah, that. So, yeah. Email while you're here. Mm-hmm. Tell, yeah. us about, tell us what you're working on, and we'll be able to play it. So I'm working on a song called Suit Yourself and I actually released it already on YouTube but I want to redo it because I was um, experimenting with different I was, I was actually mentioning on the last uh, episode that I'm experimenting with different writing styles so I was looking into lo-fi and then I realised that like I'd rather maybe be high definition so I'm redoing it and I'm going to re-release it so I'm super excited um, so be sure to check it out and I'll send it on to So you're going to send that over song. and we're going to play that at the well, well we're going to play it now Mm-hmm. Even though it's okay. not actually been done yet. Oh, this is all Neil's time travelling shit. Oh. Okay. So, I yeah. Can feel the Titanic sinking a bit more. <laughs> so, yeah, th- thank you for joining us on the show, Eva. Thank you for having me. It's been it's a pleasure. pleasure as always. Ah. Uh, 
Look forward to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> She's got a Christmas song already, but the way things are going, she'll probably be on before then anyway. Oh, Halloween special, surely. <laughs> yeah, we need to have one of those, don't we? Wow, the spirit. Right, so anyway, right. Check us out on the internet as Wayne didn't say because I'm going to edit that out. So, yes, anyway, check us out on the internet. We're all over the place. If you type in you haven't heard this music podcast or YHHTMPC into the Googleverse, we own that little section of the Googleverse. So, you, you'll find us on everywhere from Spotify to SoundCloud to. Whatever, we're on everything. And also, check out Ema, our special guest. Check out all of her works on her socials that we'll leave in the in the, in the the notes along with um, all the other artists. Neil, stop playing with the door. I'm talking. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so yeah. Thank you, Ema. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, as always. See yes. Yes. So, yes. Thank, you. so yeah. thank you for listening, everybody. I've been Richard. I've been Wayne. Neil. I'm Emer. Thank you for listening. If indeed you still are. Goodbye. Goodbye. Unfortunately, Emer wasn't able to get her song over to us in time for the podcast release. So instead, here is one of her previous songs, There You'll Be. Running errands on Wednesdays. I guess that's why you were not around empty chair at the table you never like the people in this town you leave a mess like a hurricane parading around as a summer breeze standing still in the silence i watch you leave Up your sleeve, yet before I die, I'll close.
up your sleeve. Yet before I die, I'll close my eyes and there you'll be. Because then, I don't know, what was I saying here? I was saying, <laughs> <laughs> I have notes as well, but I can't read my handwriting. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> let's see. I have got an edit this, yeah. I'm keeping that cunt from earlier. Can't keep that cunt. It was... Wow, it's not in context. You calling somebody a cunt. <laughs> can't keep that in. I can't. No. If it was you saying that somebody called somebody a cunt. Then yeah, you could, because that's context. I can't know when, because no. I'm, I'm, I'm editing it. Yeah, but you, you called somebody a cunt. <laughs> you can't yeah. keep it in. But what's he going to do? He's dead. His <laughs> estate might sue you. No, they can't, because you can't play Joys of the Dead. Well, we shall see. She, she sounds checking. a bit like you, to be honest, here, man. You know, produces her own stuff, yeah. does everything herself. Yeah. Law. Where are we up to, Rich? What are we up to? You haven't got you haven't got a degree in music technology though, do you? God damn it. I have it. a degree in music production. Do, you have a degree? Yeah, I have a degree. I graduated no, last year. No yeah. shit. Yeah, I'm telling you. In a post college. You probably already online. told me and I didn't pay any attention. <laughs> That's alright. <laughs> <laughs> well, how's that yeah. how's that working for you? I you know, it's hanging on my wall. That's it. All <laughs> 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 oh, they're good for really. <laughs> But yeah, no, it's good. It gives you get me a to speak to three wankers yeah. in England. She gets, you know. she, gets to, she gets to show off a certificate to the people at McDonald's when she was working there. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> We've had a change around now. Pull yourself over. Ooh. But not in front of me, you dirty boy. <laughs> oh, I'm pulling myself over. Anyway, let's have that. <laughs> Jesus, we've got a lady on, on the line. Oh, I'm sorry. You make me blush. I can't hear it. I, I doubt that, Emma. <laughs> Thank you very much. Your favourite band's about to play a sold-out show. You got in. Over here. With a friend. And found a spot close enough to see the set list. They're definitely playing your song. When you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.